This message is called The Thief, and uh, I just thought that was really cute. Um, and you get an idea who's, who's stealing that bulb there. And so I, I want us to talk about uh, a little bit about what has gone on and ways that we can keep what is ours. Come on, somebody. You have the authority to keep what is yours, and you can stop the thief. So I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you. I, I, I challenge you to try to invite three to five people Christmas Eve. You won't be so Christmas Eve. And we've had it years past at six, and then, you know, that gets six to seven, and then by the time everybody gets to everybody's house and gets, you know. So we're like, okay. We did one year, we had two. How many remember that? We had two services. We had one at 3 or 3.30, and the next one was like at 5.30 or 6.00. And it was, it was fine, and, and as we grow, we may do that again. Again, we just want to help people enjoy the real reason for the season. Laugh, You're gonna, it's going to be meaningful, it'll touch your heart, you'll be glad you came. So let's talk about the thief. I'm, I'm sure you've heard this story. A little boy's writing a letter to God about Christmas presents he wanted very badly. He figured he needed all the help he could get. So he wrote, I've been good for six months. He thought about it for a second, crossed out the six, and he put three. After he paused, he crossed out the three, and he put, I've been good for two weeks. He re- thought about that, reflected on that, he crossed that out too. I've been pretty good. Crossed that out. Walked over to the decorations his mom had put out. Fixed his eyes on the manger scene, saw figures of Mary and Joseph. Grabbed the mother Mary, went back to the table and said, Dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again, Just saying. The last two years have seemed like we've been robbed. I don't know about you, but the, even this last Thanksgiving, we did not get to enjoy Thanksgiving. We didn't get to, I didn't get to go to my mother-in-law's house. I, you know, I, part of, how many knows part of enjoying holidays is smelling? I told my boys ever since they were knee-high to a grasshopper, we get to grandma's house, their nose is in the air like a hound dog. <laughs> Because they could smell the turkey. They could smell. We didn't get any of that. We were like many families are right now. They are well fighting off sickness. Come on. Because the enemy is trying to steal stuff from them that he doesn't have the right to do it. We've been robbed of holidays, birthdays, family events, basic freedoms. You can't come in here without a mask. You must wear a mask. Have you been vaccinated? No toilet paper. (laughs) Food shortage rumors. And the list could probably go on. When I was growing up, and many of you, you know, may be around some of that time, we got to watch at Christmas time the world pretty much, depending on your time slot, Watched the show that played once a year. You got to watch Charlie Brown. You got to watch Rudolph. You got to watch Frosty. You got to watch the one with, uh, what's his name? Fred Astaire in it. I don't know. And Baby New Year. All the claymation little guys and all that stuff. And you got to watch The Grinch. Once a year, and we watched it really almost as a nation or as, depending again on your time slot, together. 
interesting to me that the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That he is trying to do it in a lump as well. Let me explain something from the cartoon I'm talking about. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps his shoes were too tight. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the Who's. Staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown at the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a mistletoe wreath. They're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow's Christmas! It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming, I must find some way to stop Christmas from coming. The words came out easy. He said it real mean. I know what I'll do. I'll create a virus called COVID-19. Last emphasis on that paragraph was mine. <laughs> so I added that last part. But isn't it amazing that we are created, you and I that are believers are created in the image of God. And it just is in the enemy's face and he hates it. John 10.10 10 says the thief, his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That is why our church's name, True Life Church, live life on purpose because the master, King Jesus, says his purpose is to live your life in such a way that it brings purpose. If there's stealing, killing, destroying going on, it's not from God, it's from the enemy. The enemy is the thief, not God. God is the one that started giving. He is the example of giving. He gave us giving. He's the founder this time of year is known for giving. It is the giving of gifts. And, but God started it all with his son. He's in the giving business. He gave Adam and Eve skins to cover themselves when they were in the garden and they had sinned. God gave Noah a plan for the ark that would save his whole family when judgment came. He gave the Israelites manna. He gave the Israelites quail. He gave Sarah a baby and Isaac in their old age. He gave the Israelites the promised land that had milk and honey he gave the people prophets to tell them of the amazing things to come. He gave scriptures that would prophesy of the Messiah to come and deliver and save the world. He gave angels a message to share with the shepherds that night that Jesus was born. He gave the wise men a star to follow as my grandson would say, Anar, Anar! To follow and lead them to the child so they could present their gifts. He gave Joseph patience and understanding to support a virgin with a child. He gave the world the Prince of Peace. And God gave Jesus the place on the cross so we sinners could forever be with him. He pardoned us. He took our sins away. He gave us freedom. He gave us his Holy Spirit to live inside of us to help guide us in this world that we so need help with. God is the best at giving. The enemy wants to come and control your thinking. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's no news flash, that the battle is between your ears. The thief wants to get you afraid. He wants to get you to think and to believe lies. When we believe the enemy, it affects our belief system. 
And then it affects how we walk, how we act. It affects our outcome. It affects our destiny. Philippians 4, 4 through 9 says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Somebody say amen. Woo! I want him to come soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting them into practice. Putting them into practice. Putting them into practice. All you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Makes you think, doesn't it? God is telling us, here's what you can do. But at this time of year, Christmas has always had an effect on people in different ways. Some can't stand it. Some say, I can't wait till this season is over. Some just tolerate it. Some love it. Some embrace it. Some look forward to it every year. And there are some radicals who listen to Christmas music all year long. Thank you. Take her out. <laughs> but there are people that just do not like Christmas. Because it represents something that represents Christ. In this present age, groups like the threaten people with lawsuits if there's the mention of Christ in the season of Christmas. They don't like Christmas because Christ is in the first part of that word. Let me give you some examples. Calvary Chapel could not include the words Jesus is the reason for the season in their Christmas display. So the church filed a suit in the U.S. District Court claiming they had the right to display the words. The judge agreed with their free speech and allowed them to keep the words in their, in their display. Check this out. As long as they included the words, Calvary Chapel says. Before the words, Jesus is the reason for the season. 90% of Americans celebrate Christmas even though Christianity is the largest religious group in the nation, Jesus has been repeatedly forced into the closet during the season. Again, think about the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy. I told somebody, not just uh, this year, Merry Christmas, they looked at me with shock, and this is the, the comment, and I'm going to tell you what this happy holidays. It was a checkout person at Walmart. Merry Christmas. They looked at me, they didn't say it was wrong, but they looked at me like upset and said, happy holidays. It's replaced Christmas. People want it because happy holidays is not pushing anybody's beliefs. It's recognizing there's a holiday, but that's all they want. It's neutral. California recently made the news on this issue. They had changed the name of their Christmas tree to the holiday tree. Until the governor at that time declared that though that was unnecessary, they promptly renamed it Christmas Tree, much to the people that were upset that were politically correct, the crowd there. So, 
School in Chicago staged their holiday program, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, but excluded any reference to Christ and the Christmas story. To avoid offending anyone, the school dropped religion altogether. They started singing about the weather. This, uh, this humorist writes, at his son's school, they now hold the winter program in February, singing increasingly non-memorable songs such as Winter Wonderland, Frosty the Snowman, and Susie Snowflake. All of which are pretty funny because they live in Miami. He says this, a visitor from another planet would assume that the children belong to the Church of Meteorology. So what do we do? What do we do with all of this? I tell you what we do. We stand as believers. We stand and we don't back down. We are proud to be believers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't, I, there's nothing wrong with saying happy holidays to someone, but if I want to say Merry Christmas, I'm going to say it long and I'm going to say it loud. Merry Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. Let me give you three thoughts that you can unpack this morning on keeping the thief out of your Christmas. They're pretty simple. Our first thought, keep your mind clean. Keep your mind clean. Proverbs 23, 7, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's in the New King James Version. The NLT says they're always thinking about how much it costs. In other words, that's what they're thinking. This is their bottom line, their motivation for that. But that's where the battle is. Again, it's between our ears. Your mind will think about what you put in it. It'll think about what you allow it to think. And obviously the enemy can put thoughts there, but it's what you do with them after they get there. The enemy wants to trap your mind in the negative, in the doubts, in the would-have-beens, the could-have-beens, the might-have-beens, the has-beens, the should-have-beens, and even the what-was's. The offenses, the things that have happened in the past. I want to say to you this this morning, it's a trap. It is a trap because you have the ability to be free. You have the choice. Don't take the bait. You have the authority. God has the power. And you have to act on the authority and the power that God has given you. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm telling you, it is God-given. And you must act on it. Open your understanding to the things of God. His way of doing things, righteousness, God's right way of doing things, that's kind of an easy layman's turn of what righteousness is. God's right way of doing things. Here's number two. Keep your heart clean. Keep your mind clean. Keep your heart clean. Proverbs 4.23. What's amazing to me is how God just confirms this stuff to me. My wife, uh, Pastor Kim, and I, we've, we've, we talk all the time. So we were talking this week, and both of these things we were talking about, and she does not know what I was going to speak on. Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs issues of life. That's, again, New King James. All of these will take effort. All of these that we're giving you today is going to take effort. It's... You know, in today's time, it's not so unusual to be taken advantage of or to be hurt. It's easy to lose trust in people, what you thought they meant or what they said they meant. Maybe you've stuck your neck out just to get it hurt. Has anybody ever had this happen? I mean, this is, when I was in school, 
And you ever get new tennis shoes? Anybody? Get new tennis shoes. You come to school. What is the first thing people do when you have new tennis shoes? Yes. What's up with that? That's a spirit of tennis shoe. No, I don't know if that's a spirit. But I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? I got these. Back in my day, I don't remember Nike back then, but Converse. Converse was awesome. And when I was growing up, I can talk. My mom and dad aren't here today, so if you're watching online, I love you. (laughs) Remember Wells in Marion? There wasn't anything well about Wells. Everything that I got from Wells fell apart within just weeks or days. I remember getting shoes from Wells, and I don't know why they called them shoes unless somehow they just, I don't know. They were sewed rubber onto some kind of cloth. But I remember going to school, and all these kids had Converse, and I remember I wanted Converse. So my dad said I had to save money to get them. So I raked yards, and I mowed yards, and I shoveled snow, and I bought my first pair of Converse tennis shoes, and it was like walking on air. I remember putting those babies on, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's right. I, I felt like the kid that put on those flyers in the baseball movie that outran the dog. That's what I felt like. I was like, I could run faster. I could jump higher. And I got to school, and as soon as I got to school, two or three people were like, oh, new shoes. Help me, Jesus. It's easy to get your feelings hurt. It's hard at this time of year, and it doesn't even have to be Christmas, seeing people on street corners or busy corners holding signs that need help, food, or work. And what happens? Our minds wonder, is this real? Is it legitimate? Are they really in need? You don't want them to be in need, and you want to help, but you don't want to be taken as well. Is it just guilt? My children, I have one time I saw someone, my children are hungry, please help. That's really hard. That is a, that sign there, this might be wrong, and if you're watching online, we love you, thanks for watching. I don't want you to think I'm hard, but that makes me go, I'm not doing that. You're playing on that. I would be glad to help your children, but I'm not doing that because to me that makes it almost like I'm not sure that's legitimate. So again, trying to find that Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Where's the peace? What do I do? Kim knows this, and I've shared this story before. I helped a guy or wanted to help a guy. Back in the day, $10 an hour was a big deal. The guy was holding a sign standing on the corner of 70. And I pulled up behind him, rolled my window down. He came over and held his hand out, waiting. I said, listen, jump in the car. My church is just like three miles or so from here. I got four hours of work, three to four hours. I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour. I'll feed you. won't even be part of it. I'll do that as a bonus. Jump in. He looked at me and scoffed. And this is what he said. Dude, I can make more money than that standing here in 10 minutes. Guess what was on his sign? We'll work for food. I just rolled the window up and just was like, God, I don't even know. You have the right to ask a question or two if you want to help somebody. See, we don't think we can. They're looking for help. We just had a a guy a few months ago that came here. We were uh, working. As a matter of fact, I think John was, several months ago, was painting the outside. Wanted help. Told me he needed $2 for cheeseburgers. Hadn't had a cheeseburger in months or years. Hadn't eaten in three days. 
This is what I said. True story. Other people were here. I said, dude, I'll take you over to McDonald's. I'll, I'll get you as many cheeseburgers as you can eat. I said, matter of fact, I'm going to buy you a double quarter pounder. Get you the fries and the drink and get you some more cheeseburgers. He refused. He said, no, just give me the $2. I said, no, I'll just go get you the food. Stay here. I'll go get it. He said, I, I can't do that. I couldn't ask you to do that. I said, well, you just asked me for two bucks. He said, I just want the $2. Can I tell you, he didn't want cheeseburgers. You can ask. You can tell people. I had people who have come up and said stuff like, hey, listen, I need, to, I need gas money. I got to get to Toledo. Okay. I don't give out cash at the church because I've learned. I've said, okay, let me, uh, you know, if I'm going to give them gas, I'll say, follow me to the gas station. I'll pump the gas in their car. That's how I do it. Let me go see him. He goes, no, no. Well, actually, it was a girl because usually the guys don't have enough backbone. They stay in the car. <laughs> so I said, let me go out and let's see. And, and so I go out the car and I look. His tank is on full. He said, the gas gauge is broke. I said, really? I said, well, and you know, I, I get all the story from one and I'll go to the other and I'll say, I don't want you to say anything. So where are you heading? Sometimes they tell me different places. Sometimes they'll tell me stuff. And we're in a place where we get some foot traffic. We had people that wanted money from the church, gave an address. The address doesn't exist. But we've learned. You see, we live in a society where people are just trying to, to play off that. The enemy is using them just like a chess piece, just like a pawn. But you have a mind that can listen to the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit of God in you. The enemy is after your peace, and you can't give it to him. We have God's Holy Spirit to guide us in all truth. Somebody say all. Not just part of truth, all truth. If you're having like, ooh, I just don't feel a peace, stop. We've tried just recently, we were trying just to push something through and we didn't have a peace, so we just stopped and peace came. Maybe you need just to forgive somebody. Maybe somebody's hurt you and you just can't get past that. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. You know, that's one of the hardest things. Is just letting the thief come and get because you can't forgive yourself. Past wounds, past deeds. You can't go forward. You've got to give that to Jesus. The Bible says all things. Turn to your neighbor and say all. All things are possible to him who believes. I can do all things through Christ. Again, through Christ who strengthens me. This this power, this anointing is only because of the greater one that is in me. It is delegated. Let me give you a few suggestions. If you're having issues as far as just, just trusting, you just have to follow peace. Some people go, I don't know what that sounds, you know, what that feels like. Yeah, you do. Because when you're all messed up, you know that's not peace. You, you pretty much know. We just don't take the time to listen and, and do what the Lord's saying. Have people around you that care about you. Maybe the people that aren't drilling you about answers, but they just love you because they love you. That's what love does. People that love you for who you are, not what you can do for them. Or not what you've done. 
people who support you, maybe not physically or financially, but just are your friends. Hey, can I pray with you about this? Oh, sure, I'll help you. Open your heart to love people like Jesus loved them. Boy, that's a tough order, isn't it, sometimes? Aren't you glad you're not God? <sighs> Ask for compassion. God, give me compassion. I mean, God has opened my eyes to things that I'm, I'm not proud of, things that I, I, I feel that I was not compassionate enough for, that he showed me some things, and I'm like, Lord, help me. Have a giving spirit. Go the extra mile for your brother or your sister, not just your family, but the ones in the Lord. How can I help them? Show what grace is all about. You must act by faith to get the results you want. I want to say that one more time. You must act by faith to get the results you want. We walk by faith, not by sight. Here's our number three for this morning. Keep your actions clean. Let me explain. If you don't want the thief to come in and steal your Christmas, what's your motivation? What's the real reason for doing what you do? When you help somebody, are you wanting what they can do for you? Are you wanting the reward? Now, there's nothing wrong, I don't think, you know, as you do what the Lord says, knowing, I thank God if I put my hand to it, I know he blesses me. But my motivation isn't for the blessing. My motivation is because the master wants me to serve. Does that make sense? Are we trying to say, let's take territory for the kingdom? If I can help people find their way to Jesus instead of what's in it for me, we've helped people and, and their heart is shown. And unfortunately, it was very selfish. And we just have to throw grace. We've helped people, we've bought them appliances, took them to their house, and they were not appreciative because... We could not get, we didn't have time to get the, the proper hoses that go on the back $5 or less at Walmart. Terrible. Cussed the people out. They got a free washer and dryer. And so our people came back and are like, so I said, what did you do? And they said, we just said, we're really sorry you feel that way. Have a good day. In a nice way. I said, you did well. You have to understand, Jesus, how can I keep my actions clean? How many have wanted to say things and, whoo, or wanted to act something out? Oh, just stuff where God is, but the Holy Spirit inside. Sometimes we think, I'll never be able to take that. I couldn't take that. And in the middle of the battle, you find out you can take a lot more because God inside you is empowering you. That's when that is activated and you act on that activation. You receive it and you start saying, okay, I don't have to do anything. Lord, this is your battle. James 2.17 says, thus also by faith itself, it does not have works, is dead. The New Living says, is dead and useless. So what follows what you think and believe. Your heart and your belief system. We've all heard actions speak louder than words. 
And people say they can read your body language. So if your body isn't lining up with what you're saying and you're not putting action with it, people don't get in on it. We've pastored in different places and we started this church almost 16 years ago this February, I think. On the 6th. It's just hard to believe it's 16 years old. But I remember pastoring in one place, and I remember there was just something. There was, there was a block. What, why aren't these people? I don't understand. And so I started doing some digging. The Lord had said, ask this person. Go ask this. And I said, what? And they said, well, the people have given, and they were, they were supposed to get a van, and it never happened. They gave, and it never happened. They never found out why. They never da-da-da, whatever. They were hurt. And that just was... Because I had said, you know, when we got there, we hadn't been there that long. And I felt like the Lord said, you need to get a van. And so that we could use it for youth and we could do, church was growing. And we needed all that stuff. And the people were just like, talk to the hand. So I found out what was going on. And I said, all right. So guess what I did? I went and bought a van. And brought it to the church. Had our logo put on. And the people were, we have a van. I said, well, yeah, you guys invested in this. It's about time we put that out there. And we got it to work. And the people were like, yes. Actions speak louder than words. So go back to the beginning. Check the process. Lord, is there something I'm missing? Is the, what's the motivation behind it? Am I not seeing the results? God says, you'll bless the work of my hands. So I got to put them to doing what he's called them to do. Many times I hear people say, I'm just waiting on God. Now, I get it because sometimes God just says, be still. Sometimes it's hard to be still. If you have a toddler, tell a toddler to be still. Tell Arrow to be still. Tell Sonny, be still. They'll be like, I do not know what still is. I have no intention of being still. Maddie used to say, we'd say, Maddie, behave. And this is what she said to us when she was real little. Daddy, it's hard being have. (laughs) Sometimes I get it when God says, I need you just to sit and just be still. Just trust me. There are other times when he says, I need you to act. I need you to do what I've asked you to do. I need you to put your hand to it. How long is it going to be before you put your hand to it? And he's told us things like that. And when we start putting our hand to it, guess what happens? The pendulum starts turning. The wheels start moving. And things of God start to happen. So this season, in 2021, if you feel like the thief has come into your house and stole your Christmas and in all of these things, in these three areas, you know, your mind and, and your actions and on all of those, and your heart you got to clean that up. Put your hand to it. Let God have your whole heart. Let God have your whole mind. Let God have your whole self. And when you begin to start saying, you know what? All to thee I surrender. All to thee I freely give. Then things begin to change. You know, there's a saying. They say people don't 
care what you think till they think you care. People are good judge of people, most generally. They know if you really care. I challenge you this Christmas season. Don't let the thief have it. Well, Brett, I don't have all the money to buy that. You know what? It's not about the presents. You know what it's about? The presents. You get God's presence in your house. You get God's presence in your mind. You get his presence in your heart. You get his presence in what you put your hand to. You know what my biggest, and I can say this even for my mother-in-law. This is what she wants. She could probably care less on anything we buy her. She just wants her kids around her. That's what she wants. That's what we want. When we were there, we just, you know what? And in Thanksgiving this last year, we felt robbed. I didn't get to get out, put my nose in the air, and smell her good cooking. I got it on a plate later, and it was really good. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be bitter about that. She had nothing to do with that. But you know what? The enemy wants to stop us. But is not God bigger? Let's today decide. Let's go after God with our whole heart our whole mind, our whole action. And when we do that, the thief is found out. According to the Bible, it says he's got to give seven times back. Check it out, man. Let's bankrupt that dude. God is so good. Would you stand to your feet, close your eyes, bow your heads? You online, just let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if there's people here today that are saying, PB, that's me. I've allowed the thief to come in and take my holiday. I'm getting it back today. I'm getting it back by what I think. I'm getting it back by what I believe. And I'm getting it back by what I do. If that's you, I want you to just put your hand up. Those all around online, just